Welcome to Career and Employability Talk, the podcast dedicated to take you from point A to point B in your career journey. Your host, Shegun Akiode, is a chemical engineer turned strategic HR professional. He is the author of the fastest selling book, Corporate Misfits, a new type of career lessons for fresh graduates. Let's make welcome the host, Shegun Akiode. Welcome back. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm having a guest. Uh, my guest is Eric B. On, and I'm going to read the profile of my guest shortly before we get to meet my guest. Eric B. On is an author, speaker, and trainer in the areas of professional development and career management. Eric has a unique passion for equipping college graduates, mid-level professionals, and business owners who have the desire to win in their career. Eric, welcome to Career and Employability Talk. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited. It's an honor. Yes, um, I'm very, let me say, excited as well for having you on the show today. And today we're going to be looking at five ways to find clarity in your career. And uh, Eric, can you, let's get to meet you. I know I read your short profile, but... Uh, it would be nice for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Eric Bion? Sure. Uh, Eric B. Horn is, even though my, my title is an author, speaker, trainer, being passionate in career management and professional development, you know, that's just surface level. You know, my biggest passion is to, you know, help people or the tagline that I have is equip equip people to win and equip people to win specifically in their careers. Because if you win in your career, whether it's, you know, from a corporate perspective, a nonprofit perspective, or even for having your own business, the more you equip yourself, the better off you'll be and the better off you'll be able to, you know, provide not only for yourself, but for whether it's your your family, your friends, your parents, or whatever the case may be. Everyone is a, a winner in my eyes. It's just figuring out that that avenue so you can showcase your your talents and more importantly your 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 gifts. Um just to kind of give a quick overview of how I've come to where I'm at. And I also want to say this as a, as a disclaimer. I'm still you know, learning and growing. I learn and grow every single day. You know, I'm, even though I'm in a position, most people may look at me and say, well, you know, you're very established. You've written books and you speak in front of people and you have your own business. I'm just a, a, a regular person still learning how to navigate through my own, own career. So okay. uh, how, how I got here, um, I mean, long story short, you know, I graduated from college and uh, a lot of what I talk about now happened in my first four years of of working in corporate America. Uh, The biggest piece was every year for four years, I received a a promotion. So I'm Mm -hmm. flying high. And there's a, there was a little bit of arrogance in that because I was thinking no one would be able to, yeah, yeah. I'd like (laughs) to say, I'll be transparent. Uh, I felt like no, no one would be able able to touch me. Uh, I was making a lot of money, but I really wasn't focusing on the the main aspects of my career. Right. So the Monday before Thanksgiving in 2008, I I got pulled into an office and they just told me, uh, I'm sorry, Eric, we don't have to let you go. Wow. Really no 
explanation. Yeah. And that's when the when the ball dropped, because even though I was making a lot of money, I didn't save any money. I really wasn't preparing myself for a career. I was just, uh, you know, as they say in America, I was just doing me, which was very ignorant of me. Right. So when I got downsized, it was a a, a reality check. It was a it was a, a punch in the gut. Right. And um, but during that process, I learned one critical rule that I take into everything that I do. And one thing that I tell everyone, do not. And I'll say this again. Do not put your career in your boss's hands. It is your responsibility to make sure that you're doing everything in your power to continue to grow and to learn and to empower yourself so you can grow because if you're working for someone else, which is totally fine, I get it. Everybody doesn't have an entrepreneurial spirit, right? Sure. But, but if you are working for yourself, it's your job to keep yourself abreast of your talents, your skills, regardless of you are an accountant, if you are working in IT, which the field that I came from, regardless, because you can always get better as you develop yourself, right? So during that, that, that downtime, Instead of me being depressed and really, you know, staying in my own little little, little depressed moment, okay. I, I had a lot of thoughts, right? A lot of thoughts about what I should have done to maintain my career. For example, I should have, of course, saved my money. Okay. I could have well, saved some of my money. Um, okay. I should have invested in myself. You know, everyone has their own mental 401k, right? So you need to you know, invest in yourself, regardless of just reading books, getting on the internet. There's so many avenues that you can just continue to, to grow and develop. And the last piece, um, and I'll probably go a little bit deeper into the, to the five pieces of clear clarity is make sure you have a, a strong network. You know, your network is your network. Who you associate yourself with is, is huge. And I'm not saying that to say, you, you just have to always associate yourself with, you know, the higher ups. I mean, a com you, networking is just helping pe people at the end of the day. Right. Sure. A lot of times people just think it's OK. I have this person's business card or I have their contact information Well, the contact information is tied to a human being. Very so that true, true networking or as I like to say, relationship building is just figuring out what can I do to, to help you grow and you do that and you put that out there to the to the to the universe so to speak you're going to get it back tenfold everybody wants to well a large portion of everybody you have a lot of people that are selfish and we try to you know stay away from those individuals but um, a large portion of people want to help others grow and learn so you connect with those people figure out what they need help with and and push it out there and it will be reciprocated. So, I mean, like I said, those are just a couple of nuggets. Very interesting. I, I want to take you back on um, when you said um, maybe we'll start to looking at um, the various piece of clarity. The first one, which I would, sure. you just mentioned, is never put your career in the hands of your boss. That's very that's where that's something we should repeat and say over and over again so for you how were you able to get clarity now you can start to put the piece together well after being laid off um being told to go what were the things you start to do to reinvent yourself well the the, the first piece which was for me which is the hardest and i want to 
uh, be very transparent when it comes to that. And I call it uh, peeling back the professional layers. So if you are unclear about where you currently are at in your career, because a lot of people look up and say, you know, I've been in the same position for nine years, no promotion. I'm unhappy, um, whatever the case may be. You have to identify where it started. What was the origin of that? And that's the hardest piece, because a lot of times people that that's self-reflection. Right. And for me, the self-reflection was, was the, the the mistakes that I made me being me being arrogant, uh, even if for a short stint. You, that, that was the, and that was the, big, the best lesson for me to, to, to learn. Don't be arrogant, be humble. But even more importantly, um, you know, develop yourself. You take take time out every single day to learn something new. That was the mistake that that I made thinking that I'm always the smartest person in the room. And you and I both know if you are the smartest person in the room, you need to find another room. Right. True. So um, that that was that that was the piece for me to say, OK, you need to. Eric, how did you get here? How did you get to the point where you got downsized? And a lot of it in the beginning, I blamed the, the company. I blamed the company. But the the, the, the pill back moment for me was I blamed myself because I didn't do the things that was totally in my control. Yeah, that I needed to do. Right. So that was the first piece. You got to identify how you got at that certain how, how spot. Did you get here? Yeah. How, how did you? Yeah. And um, that that's that that was the first piece. Like I said, that was the hardest. And that was a lot of self-reflection. It was a lot of journaling. It was a lot of just sitting in a room thinking like, OK, I can't change what happened, but let me still identify what happened so I can be a lot smarter and be a lot more strategic moving into my next uh, job or the next, you know, journey. Uh, of my career because I knew I was going to land on my feet. I knew that. But at the same time, if I did not identify the or peel back the professional layers, I would be making the same mistakes over and over and over again. It's like the definition of insanity, you know, doing something over and over and over again and thinking that it's going to... There you go. Because I knew for a fact that if I would have taken the same pieces or the same mistakes uh, into the next part of my career... The same thing would have happened. And I knew for a fact that I didn't want that, even though I'm a very prideful person. But just from a pride perspective, I, I don't want to, you know, look at other, I don't look at myself and say, OK, Eric, you've gotten yourself into this same situation. When are you going to change? So that was the, the, the first piece. Definitely identifying how I got in that situation. Okay. Okay. So the first one is self-reflection. So what's the next piece of the puzzle? Um, the next piece was um, identifying the, the core print, my core principles and my core benefits, which is what's important to me. What is the core reason on why I'm doing what I'm doing in, in my career? Because um, when I was peeling back the layers it got to a point where it took me back where I originally, the reason why I wanted to do what I was doing at that particular moment. Right. So, and one thing, the things that are tied to that is very, very important. And, you know, in one of uh, my books, 
actually it's the first chapter. It's what's important to you, regardless of what you're doing in your career or your business or just in your life. There's a a, a driving uh, force behind it. For, for, now, one of the things that which was a mistake on my end when I first graduated, my first driving point was making a lot of money because me being in IT and being young and being in a hot field, I saw more money, you know, than I ever thought. Because when I was in college, I, I had a part time, a couple of part time jobs, but I didn't really have a, 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 a huge salary or what I thought was a huge salary. Right. Okay. So, you know, the core benefit and principle when I was younger was money. However, throughout my life, it's shifted. For example, when I was single um, and fresh out of college, the reason why I wanted more money, because I, 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 I'm i a little embarrassed for saying this, but like I can say for your audience, I want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I wanted to make a lot of money because I wanted to impress women. Wow. It, it, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm laughing at myself, but <laughs> It was it was immature. However, now with me being being a husband and me having a, a soon to be four year old little girl, that's the main thing that's important to me. My family and um, be, me and be, me being able to provide for my family. So um, at this particular stage in my life, I want to be extremely successful, not only for me, but to make sure that I'm able to help or play my part as a husband in supporting my my family, right? Because a lot of times people think, once again, you know, you're up on stage, you're on podcasts, you're you're an author. They think about the glamour and glitz, but the core piece that's keeping me grounded, which is very very key nowadays for people. If you there's a direct correlation of how 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 successful you are is related to how grounded you are as, as an individual, because you have a lot of people that are super arrogant, especially in corporate America. And it gets to a point where they they fail and they fail because they fail not to listen to their team or they fail not to listen to the marketplace or they fail not to listen to anyone at all except themselves. Right. So, uh, so, so like I said to your so audience, that's the core principle. Oh, I said the, oh. co- the second piece is the core principle. What is important to you? Exactly. Exactly. It's because it's what's important is different to everyone. And that's the the key driver. You know, there's a reason why you started this podcast, why you uh, wrote your book. There's a core reason behind it. And the beauty behind it is, you know, your support to you may not be the same thing that's important to me, but it's important. And we always prioritize and we always you know, we don't lose sight on what we want in life and what's important to us, yes. regardless of you, you know, and that's that's the key. That's why this can relate to um, anyone in any career, because you want you are in your field for a reason. Ladies and gentlemen, this strategic HR professional is the author of a bestseller titled Corporate Misfits, Imitable Career Lessons for Fresh Graduates. Now, this book offers fresh graduates and job seekers wise counsel to make better career choices. 
It is a rare book about paradigm shifts from the conventional teachings of social norms about career and the job search. Now, to grab a copy of this book, please log on to www.shagwankiode.com slash buy corporate misfits. Always need to identify what's, what's important what their core them. beliefs, what's important to them. There you go. Hmm? Okay, that's the second piece. Now let's go to the third piece now. The third piece is is just the, the, the basic building blocks of, of your career. And we touched on this uh, before, but it's the, you know, building of your, your, your relationships. At the end of the day, your relationships are one of the most important assets that you have, right? But the biggest mistake that people make when it comes to you know, their relationships is they, they think that they they don't bring any value, which is totally false, because if someone connects with you and what I mean by connecting, I mean, really connecting, not just sending out a LinkedIn invite. That's a virtual connection. As a, you know, it's, it's a clear difference because you have a lot of people that say, oh, I have over 500 connections. OK, so if you lose your job today, how many people can you honestly reach out to and say, hey, are you uh, hiring but more importantly, they'll call you back. You have a lot of people that say they they, they have a, a huge amount of, of, of LinkedIn connections or their database is huge. But when you really need that person, will they uh, reach out to you and help you out? Once again, the building relationships and networking, it's, at the end of the day, it's about helping people. But you have a lot of people that mis, misuse that piece. But um, uh, that's huge when it comes to your relationships. And one of the things I want to do for your audience, because I hear a lot when I talk about how to build relationships, yeah. the biggest question that well, the biggest roadblock that I hear people say is, well, how do I build my network? Okay. They think it's so, so difficult. So I want to give you and your audience the three things that I still do today, because I feel that it's a, a process. Right. Okay. So the first step would be meet two new people every week. I mean, there in this world, there are billions and billions of people. So you can meet two new people every day. And a lot of people say, well, where do I meet these people? Look at your everyday life. You know, if you are at a coffee shop, take the initiative to say, you know, introduce yourself. If you're at a networking event or there's so many people in this world that you can meet two new people every week. Once again, seven days out the week, two new people. It's not a daunting task because once you do the math, two new people every week, 52 weeks in a year, that's 104, at least 104 new people that you can meet every year. That's huge, right? So the first thing, meet two new people every week. Number two, which I feel that this is the catalyst of when it comes to building your relationship, check in with five people in your network every week. Because once again, what's the point of having a huge database or having five gazillion connections on LinkedIn if you are not showing initiative and checking in with that person. People like to be checked on. I don't care if you are a CEO or an entry-level professional or whatever your field is, people like to be checked on because at the end of the day, behind the titles, behind the money, behind the sense, we're human beings, right? So check in with someone. And a lot of people, once again, they try to, you know, make this thing be a lot harder than what it is. 
A check-in can be, this is what I do, right? I just send a simple email or whatever uh, communication they feel that, that, that they feel more comfortable with. Because you have some people that feel more comfortable with a phone call. You have some people that's more comfortable with an email or a LinkedIn message or a tweet, whatever it is. Find out what's the best way to communicate with that person and then just check in with them. Usually I'm just, hey, I'm just checking in with you to see how you're doing. Um, have the wife, have the, 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 the kids, wh- whatever, the, whatever it is or whatever is important to that person, because I take the time out to know what's important to them and ask them about it. And it's me being genuine. It's not loaded. It's not me saying, so, hey, how you doing? And then, oh, I need that favor. Can you do me? Can you do that? No, it's genuine because so, so it's it's something it, genuine. It's uh, more proactive. It's not you asking yeah. for a favor, but you checking on them genuinely. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're humans, and and for people out there who who are listening, and they say, "Well, I don't have an article to send to them, or I don't have anything valuable to give to them." You have to understand, you just taking the time out of your schedule to check out. I'm excuse me to check in and see how they're doing. That puts you at a higher level because once again, that's genuine. Who cares about you sending me an article about business if you are genuinely checking in in on me? I'm going to remember that more than the article that you send me. I'm just being honest, right? Yeah. So once again, like I said, the first one, meet uh, two new people every week. The second, the second thing, check in with five people in your network every week. And then the last piece is have one face-to-face meeting with someone in your network every week. Now, what, what I mean by that is, like I said, I'm huge on on connection, right? So my thing is, like right now, we are in two different countries, but we are connecting via technology, which is great, right? Yes. Because yes. that's an asset. But at the same time, my best conversations and my most transparent conversations I have is someone face-to-face, mm-hmm. right? Me being an introvert, I get my energy more off of one-on-one conversations because I'm not exerting that much energy as opposed to just sending out a blanket, um, you know, email, a blind carpet copy email to everyone saying, hey, how you doing? I'm just checking in. That's not genuine because that face-to-face meeting, you can also look at people. You can also look them in the face. You can also kind of, you can feel the vibe and, and, and feel the energy, right? Yeah. So True. that face-to-face meeting is, 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 is key. Now, don't get me wrong. With me being in Chicago, I have uh, colleagues and I have people in my network that are all across the world. So sometimes, you know, using Skype or using other technology is okay. But if I'm in their city, so to speak, I will definitely carve out the time to have a face-to-face conversation. Yeah, exactly. Because that, because the thing is I I push out, you know, what I do in my career and the things that I do to, to, to maintain and build uh, relationships in my network. I would want that also because it feels good if someone says, Hey, how have you been? They don't want anything else. They just checking in to see how I'm doing. Because usually when people do that, they're checking in on me at the right time where I need to be checked on, yeah. you know, so it's it, it happens for a reason. So like I said, we just 
kind of summarize that one more time. So for, for the people that are listening, if you want to build and maintain your network, even if you don't have anyone in your network, you can start today. Take the action today. The first one is meet, meet two new people every week. Every week. Mm-hmm. The second is check in with five people in your network every in your network. Mm-hmm. And then have one face to face meeting. You do that. That will put you in a that that will help you strengthen your relationship because what I just went through, ninety five percent of people don't do it, yeah. and usually they, they the biggest mistake that they make is, is they reach out to people in their network that that they haven't talked to in years asking mm-hmm. for something, and that is a a surefire way for you to get get rejected, and True. no one wants to get rejected. So, wow, that's that's very insightful. So let's go to the fourth piece now. Uh, now the fourth piece is. Um, once you've, like I said, identified your, you peel back the professional layers, you've re-identified your core beliefs and what's important to you. You've gotten to the, to the, to the habit of building your, your career blocks back up. The next piece is, um, reinforcing the new habits and your behaviors that you've developed, but more importantly, get into disciplines. Now, disciplines is a, is a, is a strong word because disciplines, habits, however you want to call it, because it it, is different for everyone. But once you've learned these new skills, right? um, The biggest thing that the biggest mistake people make is they, they don't continue to reinforce them. For example, this is the reason why you have someone that, you know, that's lost a lot of weight, but then it gets to a point if they don't continue to work out every day or eat better every day or whatever have you, eventually they'll go back to the the, the old habits and the old disciplines that they had. Now, those old habits and old disciplines will, um, you know, put you right back into a, a, a sort of a career crisis because you're going back to the same things that got you where you currently are, which is what we're trying to avoid. So the, the disciplines that you have is, is, is very, very key. And it, it start with, start with one, you know, start with, and start usually I tell people start with the easiest one because the, the biggest piece is you want to get into a habit and you, you get that first one down you start to look at it as being easy and it gets to a point from a subconscious level. Um, you, you start to do it automatically, right? So take the easiest one, knock that out, and then just continue to to, to go about those disciplines, right? Like, for example, for me, um, we can go back to the, to the networking piece. Um, with, with, with everything going on in my life, it's easy for me to say that I don't have the time to, 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 to check in with people or, or whatever the case may be. I can easily make that excuse. Hence, I said the word excuse because I can I can do it if um, I discipline myself to do it. Right. So it got to a point even like in my calendar. One of the things that I do from a networking perspective, I, I put in my calendar when I need to, to check in with people. Usually I check in with people um, every Based off of the type of relationship that I have with them, I check in with them every quarter, at least. Right. So at least four times out the year, even if it's someone that I don't talk to on a regular, excuse me, on a regular basis, I check in with them, which sometimes is more than enough because there's been times where I've reached out to someone on a quarterly basis and they did not um, respond back and they didn't respond back. It wasn't because they 
they they didn't like me or whatever the case may be. It's just they said to on their end, they didn't have the time. But when I saw them face to face, they would always remember, hey, you know, I appreciate the fact that it's kind of like they explain themselves. Yeah, they kind of explain themselves like, oh, Eric, I appreciate the fact that you reached out to me. The reason I couldn't do it is because of boom, 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 boom. And from my perspective, that's fine, because in my mind, at least I know everything. Thing that's going on with you in, in that instant right yeah. so instead of me putting so much pressure on myself to say okay I gotta remember to reach out to this person I gotta remember to reach out to that person I make it a habit to put it in my calendar with a reminder so I know for a fact that every 90 days or every month or whatever the case may be I'll reach out to this person it's still genuine but yeah. I mean it, I, I need a reminder also I need something that will Help me uh, remember to reach out to this person. The, the, the reaching out is still genuine because I would rather get into the habit of putting it on my calendar and being disciplined to taking time out when that reminder pops up to reach out to this person and to, you know, check in on them and see, see how they're doing. You know, if I didn't continue to reinforce that discipline, um, I don't think that I would have the the, 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 the network of people that, that I have today, you know, but it's once again being disciplined enough to say, OK, this is a, a, a new habit that I've learned. What can I do to uh, keep this going in the right direction? But, you know, once again, this is just from a networking perspective, but the things that you've learned, that the new skills and the new talents that you're learning um, get in the habit of being disciplined. Another piece is, you know, learning every single day. You don't necessarily have to spend three to four hours a day learning something new. You know, you can take as little as 10 to 15 minutes out reading something on your mobile device, uh, which everyone should be carrying around with them every single day. It's like it's attached to our hips. I'm guilty of that also. But uh, learning something new and taking the time out to reflect on it and just keep learning every single day, you know, every single day, you know, that's it's, it's so simple. But at the same time, you know, we as humans, we have lives. We get wrapped up in so much. Right. That we tend to, you know, forget about the th- things that 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 are important to us or we, we forget about the things that we need to be disciplined in or we resist it because we really don't want subconsciously. We really don't want to do it in the first place. Mm. Um we, we stray away from that. But reinforcing those disciplines um, is, is huge. And the key thing is making a connection. Once again, making a connection on why those disciplines are important to you. It goes back to that. piece. Yeah. If it's important to you, you'll make the time. Like my wife and my child are extremely important to me. So regardless of what I'm doing, I'm going to take some time out. Now, we're, I'm human. And there's some times where I miss that time. But yeah. at least... I know for a fact that I'm disciplined enough to say, all right, I missed this, but let me not miss the next thing. And then what can I do to stay consistent? But it's it's a work in progress. It doesn't happen overnight. I tell people the only thing that happens overnight is another day. So just be Mm -hmm. consistent and be diligent and, you know, have fun with it. Also, most people feel that disciplines because they put so much pressure on themselves and and, and stress out right because a new year is coming yeah. and you know the gyms are going to be packed for the first maybe month month and a half because they're oh i gotta work out i gotta work out i gotta work out i tell people you know don't 
I mean, start your, your workout regimen at home or just do five push-ups. Do five push-ups, do five sit-ups or get on the treadmill for five minutes. I don't care what it is, but just start, start and then just can be disciplined enough to see it all the way through. So and once it gets on autopilot from your subconscious mind, you're, you're in a good position. So that's Beautiful. the fourth piece. Definitely be tuned to your discipline. It's- Beautiful. So let's take the final piece now, uh, just to complete the five. Okay. Now, everything that we talked about is basically changing yourself for a a, a better you, right? Once again, we've identified the pieces that, uh, how you got where you are in in your career. You, we've, um, we've identified what's important to you and your career, We've identified that there are certain certain building blocks that you need to reestablish for your professional life. We even got to the point where we know that we need to have certain disciplines to to help sustain those uh, uh, disciplines. But all of this can be new to someone. And sometimes, well, a lot of times, even with me, when something is new in my life, it can be a little overwhelming. Right. So what I tell people to do and I tell myself this also is just to execute your new normal. And what I mean by that is all of this stuff is all new. So in, in, embrace it, you know, understand that for you to be successful, you cannot remain the same. It's all about growth. It's all about development. It's all about um, elevating yourself as the, a lot of people say the, the next level, whatever your next level may be. Right. So all of this is new, but just because it's new, that doesn't mean that it can't be normal to you, yeah. right? When something is new, it gets to the point where it becomes normal if you continue to do it every single day, day in and day out. And that new normal, it may not uh, like automatically fall into place because a lot of people, if it doesn't happen instantly, because we live in a world now that they want things quick, right? <laughs> if it doesn't happen quick, people tend to, to say it's too hard or they tend to just give up and walk the other way. I'm... Uh, I, I, I do that also. That's why this last piece, I'm actually talking to myself also as a, you know, in, engaging you and your audience. But, you know, the that normal piece is, is huge because everyone wants to be successful yeah. regardless. Right. Or they say they want to be successful. Let me be you know, a lot clearer. They say they want to be successful, but, but they don't want to put in the work because once you put in that work, what was new to you will eventually become normal. Right. And that that means when you if you're being successful every single day, day in and day out. I don't know anyone uh, that's uh, listening to this podcast or just in general. They don't want to have wins every single day or don't want to be successful every single day. Mm -hmm. You have people out there that being successful every day uh, is that's their everyday life. Right. As 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 normal as it is getting up, uh, getting dressed, going to work, you incorporate all of this stuff in, in, into your professional life. Eventually, it'll get normal to the point where a lot of people may look at you as a super, super, a super achiever because you have they you have individuals out there. They, they're super achievers or they're they're high octane um they accomplish a lot. But if you think about it and you talk to them, it's just that's normal to them. Yeah. Right. Right. 
It's, it's a way of life. And that's yeah. the key piece that I would want for any of my clients. This is the key piece that I will. This is the key takeaway that I would want for you and your audience to be a high octane and a professional person that's very successful. This can be normal to you. I would, I lo- that's my mission to see individuals just perform at the highest level, but that is just normal and just simple to them. Everyone can't do it. And that's the piece. Everyone can't do it because they won't, like I said, I'm a reverse engineer. Everyone can't get to the point where being successful every single day is normal because they won't, you know, enforce the new habits. They won't put in the time for the disciplines. They won't, um, you know, understand that there's certain career blocks that they need to develop. They won't um, uh, determine what's important to them. And the last piece, they will not uncover the professional layers. So like I said, to get to that last piece, most of you have a lot of people that won't do it because they won't reverse engineer themselves because this goes back to my point at the very beginning. Everyone can be extremely successful and this is this is this is what I pray for everyone to be extremely professional in their space but it gets to a point where it's normal to them cuz once you do that you can blaze your own trail you can be a a a Steve Jobs or you can be a uh uh Brendan Burchard or you can be a Grant Cardone or these other high octane professionals. You can be that individual. So instead of you just looking at someone and saying, man, I wish I can operate at that level. You are operating at that level and it's your new normal. So beautiful. Thank you very much for this um, inspirational. You say you're not a motivational speaker, so I don't call you an inspirational speaker, (laughs) but sharing something that is very simple uh, because um, anybody listening to this at this time will say this thing looks like normal to us it looks like the normal thing you need to put in the time but just as you said many may not put in the last piece of executing their new normal so I'll, if my audience who needs to reach out to you how do they get to reach out to you social media or your website feel free um I would, I would, well, first and foremost, I would, I, I love engagement. I love, as you can, if anyone's listening to this podcast, I love having conversations like this. So the best uh, way to, to reach me is, is via Twitter, the Twitterverse. Um, okay. And you can reach me at Eric B. Horn, and that's E R I C B as in boy, H O R N. Please engage me. I love the engagement. Um, I'm waiting here for you guys. So let's 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 keep let's keep the, the, the conversation going on social media because hopefully individuals that 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 are listening to this podcast, uh, hopefully, you know, I pray that, you know, there was some value. And I, and I also want to say, you know, I, I appreciate what, what you're doing because you are, you know, supplying your audience with your experiences, your thoughts, your expertise, you're giving you to your audience so uh, i mean i hope that you continue to much success and and just continue to grow let's 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 get everyone to this new normal i want to see more people successful it makes me up yeah it's it's, i get frustrated when i see so many talented people but they aren't at the level that i know that they can be at so let's let's help each other get to that level the new normal yeah beautiful 
yes thank you very much for coming on career and employability talk for today i'll i'm sure we'll record more episodes together yeah i'm I, i'm over for it just just <laughs> let me know I, I appreciate your time i love what you're doing yes thank you very much so thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the podcast this is your host shagwan kyode signing off for today cheers you just listened to Career and Employability Talk with Shegun Akiyote. To listen to previous episodes and to subscribe, please visit www.shegunakiyote.com slash podcasts. You can also have a one-on-one with at Shegun on Twitter. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.